I'm gonna need a five-star review. Five-star ride. I'd like to share with you one of our five-star reviews. Hey, five stars. Back here on Fizz Radio, John Eats, Ian Unsworth taking you up to 10 a.m. We just stopped talking about football. We were talking about Syracuse's running back room. And we're going to continue on that here as we indulge in our five-star review segment, which if you're new to this uh, site, be sure to follow us at OrangeFizz on Twitter and at OrangeFizz.net. The OrangeFizz five-star review is where the hosts discuss a Syracuse football and basketball prospect that the Orange are recruiting at a high school or in the transfer portal. We talk about their game and what they could bring to Syracuse. And today we have a pair of prospects. We're going to start with the football side of things, Ian. Makai Mason, a linebacker out of Florida, has scheduled an official visit for Syracuse this summer and he's a guy that the orange were in the top seven for they're very much in the running for this prospect let's take a look at his sort of overall build on 24 7 he's listed at 6 1 right out of opalaca florida goes to monsignor pace i hope i'm pronouncing that right but monsignor pace i don't i'm not sure if i know the pronunciation but i know they're loaded they are loaded with football talent. They have Shamar Stewart, who's a top defensive end in the class of 2022, could be headed to Miami. But like this defense, this team as a whole is loaded. And Mason's only a three-star recruit, so he's sort of flying under the radar compared to some of the other guys on his team. He's just under an 85 on the 24-7 sports composite. But I think people are starting to take notice of Makai Mason. The ranking might be under the radar, but his offer list is as impressive as they come. And by the way, this high school, it's in Miami-Dade County. And if you know anything about Florida and high school football, Miami-Dade County specifically, they just churn out great prospects for the college game and eventually the pro game as well. But let's take a look at his offer list in totality. He released a top seven back in April, which I'll give to you guys after. But as far as his offers go, you got Ole Miss on there. You got Mississippi State. LSU, uh, Liberty's kind of been offered that's uh, elevating uh, recently. Freeze. Uh, Georgia Tech, Coastal Carolina, West Virginia, Florida State, Indiana. Now, as far as the top seven goes, a couple of the teams I just mentioned are in there. So, obviously, you got Syracuse, you got Pittsburgh, Indiana, West Virginia, Ole Miss, Florida State, and Georgia Tech. And from what, from what it looks like, it appears that West Virginia, the Orange, Florida State, and Indiana are his top four, if you will. And like I said before, the Orange have an official visit scheduled for this summer. I think that's big. It's really big because Mason should be coming in as some of Syracuse's better, more experienced linebacking talent is probably going to be on the way out, right? I would think Mikel, Mikel Jones, if he has a great season, uh, wins all the ACC honors, you know, maybe sneaks, I would say tiptoes around the edge of the Nagurski Award conversation. That's a, I'd say that's a big, that's probably a big step forward for Mikel Jones. But still, I think... He could start looking at the NFL draft, and I'm sure in the like once the class of 22 comes in, Mikel Jones will probably be on his way out. You mentioned the measurables before, 6-1-2-20. Mikel Jones definitely has an NFL future, and I wouldn't even say that Nagurski is a stretch. The guy was involved in the most turnovers by a linebacker in the country last year, uh, led like pretty much everybody in the ACC at the linebacker position in turnovers. But I think Makai Mason projects more into Jeff Canton Arcu's role. Right, a bigger guy that can get in the backfield and not only rush the passer, but bring down the runners in the run game. Jeff Canton Arku last year had six tackles for loss and four sacks. And when I watched the Mason film, when I flipped on his huddle, he was always in the backfield. He always had a nose for getting in there, shutting down a play 
finding where the ball was trying to go and getting out on the perimeter and making good tackles. So I think he projects into that position in the future. I didn't really see the playmaking ability of him intercepting balls or anything like that, playing in coverage, but that's kind of stuff you can learn once you're on campus, right? Yeah, and I've, I'm with you on just the getting in the backfield aspect. I think he's really developed his knowledge and his eyes are really smart. He doesn't seem to get sort of thrown off by play fakes, head fakes. He knows his assignment and he sticks with it. If he's on the running back, he's with the running back in a split second. And if he has to take a couple seconds, diagnose, break down the play, he will. He stays calm and patient. He doesn't commit to anything super early. I think his head is, is you know, you mentioned his physical attributes. We've talked about those, but I think his head is well advanced and his IQ is, is growing as well. In 2020, he had 42 tackles, 12 tackles for loss, and six sacks. And once again, he'll be visiting Syracuse in the summer, have an official visit. And that's usually when you tend to see prospects commit. But he's got a lot of them lined up. We talked about his top seven before. So keep it locked to at Orange Fizz on Twitter. And if there's an announcement there, a commitment there in the summer, we'll have it. And one more thing, the the dead period, which has stretched on for a long, long, long time, is finally over. So expect to see plenty more prospects, whether it be football or basketball, start getting these official visits rolling in the 315. You know, it's summertime, almost summertime now. It's nice. It's a beautiful time to show guys the campus. So expect to see a lot of those coming soon. So that's a commitment on the horizon, perhaps coming this summer. But how about one that's coming up perhaps today? Arthur Kaluma, a former UNLV commit for basketball, a 6'8 power forward, a borderline five-star prospect. Syracuse is heavily in the running for this prospect, Ian. And like I said before, he's supposed to commit today. Well, I mean, it's around the weekend. It was supposed to be Friday. It's gotten pushed back. Arthur Kaluma's recruitment has been anything short of a roller coaster ride. He, yeah, he was committed to UNLV. But uh, one of his fellow recruits got involved, and, and there was a, like a car crash incident. Um, the, the details of that are all pretty foggy. But eventually, Kaluma decommitted, um, and now he's back on the market. He's got four schools, I would say, that are probably, like, he's probably narrowed it down. Arizona seems to be, like, the front runner right now. But Arizona and Syracuse, I would say, would be his top two. So Kaluma is a 6'8", 205 player, power forward from Dream City Christian class of 2021 player. You talked about Arizona. As far as his offer list goes, it's also pretty impressive. USC, A&M, Cuse, Oklahoma, Kansas, it goes on and on, right? So Ian, what could Arthur Kaluma bring to this team? I know he's a very talented offensive player. He's also really good at defense, but uh, I guess when, when you think of Arthur Kaluma, what do you think of? It's that raw athleticism first and foremost. His game, he's got components of, of I would say, a lot of different players. I mentioned him earlier sort of replacing Quincy Garrier, and that's, honestly, when I saw Garrier as a freshman at Syracuse, that's what Kaluma's reminding me of, sort of this raw player that plays with a ton of energy and goes down low and jumps and competes and battles. Kaluma's best game, like move on offense is dribble driving and just finishing through contact. He's super strong on the way up, getting the ball up, and he's got that quick second jump. If he misses a layup, he's going to get that rebound, and you best believe he's putting the second attempt in. Other than that, though, his offensive game, is it's still a work in progress, but 
those those attributes, that aggressiveness, that jumping ability, translates well to the defensive side. Josh Gershon, who's a national recruiting analyst for 247 Sports, says he needs to improve his handle and his jumper. It sounds pretty familiar. If he wants to improve yeah. his offensive game and hit offensive game and hit his ceiling offensively, those are the two things he needs to improve. Like we said, we talked about Quincy Gary before. Pretty pretty similar, I would say. Yeah, and there's the chance that Kaluma could hop in a starting spot. I mean. Benny Williams, we've talked about him for so long now, but Kaluma is a guy that's just as talented. You said it earlier, on the cusp of being a five-star recruit. Uh, I mean, a guy that a four-star, almost a 99 on the 24-7 sports composite. Like, this is a guy that Syracuse was way, way back in November, October. He was sort of on the radar, and then we just kind of forgot about him because he was supposed to go to UNLV. Just want to mention it, his other, his last... Uh, other two schools are Washington and Creighton, and I think Creighton's been sort of getting a little buzz as of late, but I don't, I don't really understand why one would go to Creighton, because they are lacking at the power forward spot, but still, I don't know, Kaluma seems like he'll either be going home, like Creighton was not in the running for Arthur Kaluma back in October, November. Arizona, his home state, it makes a lot of sense that he would stay home, but coming to Syracuse also has a lot of potential, because like I said, there's there are starting spots open at the forward. And kind of just to go back there, like you said, he's an in-state guy. Arizona was actually the last team to offer him back, actually a couple weeks ago, May 5th, they offered Kaluma. So he committed to UNLV in November, signed with them six days later, but then asked for a release from his uh, you know national letter of intent there back in late April. So it's starting to see that quite a bit, and we see it in football, and now we're kind of seeing it in basketball this could be kind of a, a good late pickup for Syracuse. Is that some attrition to the transfer portal and the NBA this offseason? And if you add Kaluma to that group of forwards, which is now Benny Williams, Cole Swider, Jimmy Bayheim, you've gotten better. There, There's no question about it. Obviously, Gary, as we talked about, hurts a lot. But if you if you add Arthur Kaluma to the crop of the other three you've already got, you've instantly gotten better. Kaluma is miles ahead of Woody Newton and Robert Braswell. Maybe not in terms of shooting ability, but in rebounding and what he could bring on the defensive end just as a problem solver and also a problem for the opposing team when it comes to getting down low, when it comes to having guys open on the wings, getting your getting your three-point shots blocked. Like, Kaluma will be an instant impact guy. So we'll see if the Orange can snag Kaluma. His commitment is expected to be either today or this weekend. Be sure to check us out at Orange Fizz on Twitter. Give us a follow there. We'll be sure to have that news for you if and when it drops this weekend. But that was the five-star review segment. And next, we'll have everybody's favorite segment, Fizz Feedback. Coming up next on the Score 1260.